are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday Pelicans get a victory over the Boston Celtics, 115-109. You got the full Pels experience in this one. Dominant Zion, questionable late game play and a blown double-digit lead. A a clutch shot from from B.I., which maybe isn't the normal Pelicans thing. And then ultimately winning this game. We'll break this win over the Boston Celtics down. And then I want to look at a... Lineup that has been talked about a bunch on Twitter that has some positive early returns and played a role in this game. So we'll get into that in the third segment here. It's been the first two talking about this win because this was an enjoyable one. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Wednesday, 6 p.m. Central to get in on the action and the conversation. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. So it was the fourth win in five games for New Orleans, and oh man, was this the full Pels experience. It really doesn't get much more like stereotypical New Orleans Pelicans in this season than this one does, right? You had dominant stretches from Zion Williamson. You had good and bad from Eric Bledsoe. You had a clutch game that went down to it because the Pelicans blew a fourth quarter lead by double digits. This is their 13th time that's happened this season. And then you had... Clutch B.I. come through, which has been, as I said in the open, hit or miss so far this year and more misses than hits. But they got it done. And I guess that's kind of the big thing here for the Boston Celtics. No Jalen Brown in this one, but certainly Jason Tatum was really going at New Orleans, scoring a game high 34 in this one. But really, when you look at it, it's just the Pelicans kind of growing up and and getting it done when they needed to. Four or five isn't a fluke, though they've had... Luck when it's come down to this. The Lakers without LeBron James and Anthony Davis. No Luka Doncic and Chris Stapp's Porzingis. But they did get a big win on the road at Denver. They took care of the Los Angeles Clippers during this eight-game stretch that they're on too. And they're five and three over the past eight if you want to kind of stretch it out a little bit more. And things are improving. Top offense, mediocre, but not abysmal defense. I'll take that any day of the week. Zion in this one was awesome, and this is where we take how good he's been for granted. 28 points on the night on 22 field goal attempts. He got to the line nine times, made six of them, finished with eight rebounds, three assists, four steals from him, including a solid help defense play, which basically sealed the win for New Orleans late. He was really good in this game, but he shot just 50%, and... You didn't feel like the most dominant guy out there, but he was really damn good. And then I I took a look. When was the last time he shot 50% or worse? It's back on February 14th when he had a 50% shooting game. And then I looked at it a little bit more. He's only had five games this year where he shot under 50%. Just five total. And he's missed two. He didn't, hasn't played in two games. That's it. That's pretty insane when you really, when you think about it and some of the things that he's doing to only have five games where you shoot less than 50%. That's how dominant he is. And he kind of capped it 
right at the end of the third quarter where he got the ball and basically did an isolation play from the top of the three-point line, drove, and five defenders were there. Like four and a half, really. Evan Fournier was kind of off to the side, but he was close enough, right? You could see him a couple of feet from Zion Williamson that it's five defenders all just doing whatever they could to stop him from scoring, and he still scored. There's nothing you can do to stop him. Everyone around the league needs to take note. You're not supposed to have a guy doing the things that Zion Williamson does. And he's doing them. And then teams are knowing he's going to do it and go all out to stop him. And he can't. He can't at all. That's how dominant of a player he is right now. It's nuts. There aren't enough superlatives to use when it comes to Zion. And that play just kind of epitomized everything. And then he's improving defensively to make that play right at the end of the game. Good court awareness, good timing instincts, all of that to deny Boston that shot at the rim. That's what iced it. So did B.I.'s dagger, too, that long two that he hit. But it's also on the defensive side of the ball, and Zion is improving in that regard. You better watch out, rest of the NBA. And as this team is peaking a little bit, they're only a game out of the 10th spot right now. They've got a whole lot to play for the rest of the year, and they look more like a cohesive unit that's been really one of the big things that i've said this year they haven't looked like a team they're looking much much more like a team and they're looking deeper they're getting good solid bench play from certain guys josh hart has been a wonder off the bench 15 rebounds for him 15 points jackson hayes is giving you very good minutes off of the bench and we'll talk about him in the next segment a little bit more kyra lewis jr has been really really good and it's really easy to get excited about him in the future that he may have and so when new orleans starts to put it together you're seeing why it's frustrating what the record's been for this team so far this year they should be better right you look at it and they have games like this and you're like oh yeah they could be really good and on tonight you know you didn't see the best game necessarily from brandon ingram 25 points on 17 shots 7 of 17 shooting he was 8 of 11 from the free throw line that's good but nine assists knowing that he needed to impact the game, do what he needed to do when he was getting double-teamed, passed, and created for others, particularly on a night when they don't have a guy like Lonzo Ball in the starting lineup, and it was Nikhil Alexander-Walker, by the way, 17 points for him, who really stepped in and is more of a shooter than a facilitator, so it was going to be a little bit more on B.I. in this one, and he stepped up to the plate. This is kind of one of those games, again, complete Pell's experience. Young, inexperienced is going to cause you to blow this lead. Some bad offense at times where you wonder why Eric Bledsoe's still in there, even though he played competent ball in this one. And they still kind of just eke it out at the end. And that's probably what a young team should do. So this was a a strong win for New Orleans. Going on the road, even though Boston didn't have Jalen Brown, you know, I I think you saw a good play from him. There's some other things I want to get into. We'll get into that in the next segment. Then we'll really get into that lineup that has been Really fun to watch, really intriguing, and you kind of won this game in a sense for New Orleans. We'll get into that later in the show as well. But before we get to that, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. And I'm hosting rooms for Locked On Pelicans once a week, and that means, yes, you can finally join in the conversation that you get to listen to here every single day. Locker Room is just a place to go chat about sports and listen to other interesting conversations. It's really cool. People 
basically just make rooms and you can join those rooms, hear them talk and basically like raise your hand and ask to kind of speak on whatever topic it is. And whoever's the host can pull you up there and you can ask your question. When we did this last week for the Locked on Pels room, we had 40 people in there at one point. We had guys from Boston, guys from Sacramento who are just NBA fans that wanted to talk about this team because they're really interesting. They're really fun and talk about trades and different things like that. It was really cool. It was nice to hear their perspectives, kind of an outsider perspective on what the team looks like. So I appreciate that sort of thing. But I want to hear what you all have to say, too. So please join me Wednesday, 6 p.m. Central. Download the Locker Room app. I'll, of course, tweet out the link as well as we go live for that. It's a lot, a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. And I can't wait to do this with you guys regularly every single week unless there's a game in which case we'll reschedule so please join me this week so go download the free locker room app now it's currently available on all ios devices be sure to create a profile link your twitter and join the nba group for the latest league updates you can follow me it's at nola jake to be notified when my room goes live i know you don't want to miss it I'm planning on being again live this week, Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central. I can't wait to hear everyone's takes on the Pelicans here. See you guys there. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. Get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So a couple other thoughts from the Pelicans 115-109 win over the Boston Celtics. The Marcus Smart experience for Boston is exhausting, I think is the safest way to say it. He's the guy that got them into a double-digit deficit in the first place. He didn't really seem interested in this game and seemed like he wanted to play much. And then they were down by as many as, I think, 15, 17 points in this one. And then he woke up. And single-handedly started to change the way this game was going and got the Celtics back in and got that lead to under five points at one point. And then, after doing that, is the reason that New Orleans probably pulled it away. He had that weird move on the jump ball, which you just got to see to believe, and I don't really get what happened there. And then also got ejected after a bad foul. He also flops a ton, right? And got ejected. That basically helped New Orleans seal this game away. He giveth and he taketh away, I guess. Or he taketh away, he giveth, then he taketh away again. So you're back to where you started. But, oh man, for a guy that like I really wanted on New Orleans, and probably still do, a bit of an exhausting player to kind of follow through with the ups and downs on this one. In terms of ups and downs, the refs kind of had an up and down game in this one. We, we can get into some of the finer details of it, but I don't think we really need to. The, the big thing was Zion's not getting the calls that he should. There is definitely a way to try and defend him, and it's just smash the shit out of him, right? Just crash into him, hack him, foul him, and force the refs to call it every single time because they're not going to. We've seen that over and over and over again, that they are not going to call all of those fouls, especially early on. He was getting hacked on every single play to start the game, and he got one call out of, I think it was like four or five that he probably should have had. That is... Not quite right. Probably we'll get those eventually, but also, is he? Like, are refs going to call those every single time? And I'm not sure about that. And so when I I watch this, I don't know what they're really supposed to do about it. And I know Zion says he's not going to be one to really complain. But certainly you think so, someone should. And how do you start to get him those calls that he deserves? And also, look, it's it's contact, right? Like, you shouldn't have some of that there. It's frustrating to watch. It's nice that this didn't impact the end result for New Orleans, but certainly 
this should be a guy that is getting those. It, it also doesn't help that he's he's 20 years old. Like again, there aren't enough superlatives to do this. This was his 24th consecutive game with 20 uh, points on 50% shooting. It's one shy of tying the record for set by Shaq for the longest such streak in the shot clock era. This comes from Elias Sports. That's insane. That's insane. I don't know if anyone anyone has had a start to their career like this. He, on Thursday, you guys probably saw the tweet, will be his 69th game. That's it. I'm not going to make the joke. Th- that's how young his career is. He hasn't played a full NBA season yet, and these are the things that he's doing. It's un- unbelievable. No one can stop him, and they know what it's going to be. He played this game. He really saw it. He played like a guard, right? He's not posting up. It's not a Shaq-like game. It's not even a Charles Barkley type of game. It's a Kyrie Irving kind of game. And his finishing at the rim is so unbelievably good that it's Kyrie Irving-esque. It's it's just wild, wild to see. Like, I wish I could be more poetic about this. But at a certain point, we've just seen it so many times that this is what he's doing. And it's nuts. Like, yeah, there you go. In this game, you had to love what you saw from Kyra Lewis Jr. He was 3 of 4 from deep, 3 of 6 overall, 9 points on the night, but 4 assists, 3 rebounds. Stanley Gundy said something about him pregame where he said he's not trying to do like the flashy play. He's not trying to make like these between the legs, you know, thin passes that you're just trying to get in there, which often result in turnovers. And in fact, Kyra Lewis Jr. did not have a turnover in this game. He just wants to make the right play. Doesn't need to do the flashy thing. Just go and do the correct thing. And... That, that's great for a young player, right? Like this is the type of guy who, if he's not turning the ball over, can definitely really see time out there on the court and make an impact on it. And he's doing it that, you know, that's almost like the definition of letting the game come to you, right? Not trying to force things and, and force a play. Just take what the defense is giving you, which is a rookie. That's probably what you should do, but not what a ton of rookies actually do. He also showed off just the blindingly fast speed that he's got to be one of the quicker players in the NBA, I think, at the, you know, even at this stage. Uh, that's something you can't teach. And when he can get going in the fast break, and if New Orleans ever starts to play faster, and that's going to be a key for something I'm going to talk about literally in the next segment with that bench lineup, they definitely have the makings of something special there in the backcourt. And you could even add to that to some degree, even you know, with an injured player in Lonzo Ball right now. But Kyra Lewis Jr., definitely great out there. Jackson Hayes really bringing a lot of energy to this team. He only had four points, but he was a plus 15 on the night, and that's not a lie. You can really feel the impact he has out there. And again, that early benching for him and his response to it, just tons of credit to him and the coaching staff for getting him to where he is an above-average player right now, or an average player, let's say, and doing the things he needs to do to stay out there on the court. Really great to see. Overall, like not not a ton to complain about in this game. One thing, if you did want to nitpick, that's probably worth mentioning because defense is going to be so important for New Orleans going forward. Brandon Ingram really struggled in this game. Now, it's it's Jason Tatum, right? You know, that was his primary defensive assignment. There's no shame in letting, you know, one of the better young players um, score against you. And so I'm not trying to kill B.I. on this. But definitely kind of something to kind of keep an eye on. His defense hasn't been good this year um, whatsoever. But in a game where, you know, they're dueling, right? Like these two guys were guarding each other. It wasn't like, you know, Jason Tatum was guarding him on one end and then B.I. was guarding someone else on the other. And they, they were 
playing against each other, which was a lot of fun. They were guarding each other, trying to score over each other. And I thought that's kind of a real cool thing to see that bit of a duel in there. But he definitely lost that battle in terms of the defensive side of the ball. Jason Tatum, 12 of 25, 5 of 9 from deep, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 34 points on the night. Compared to B.I. Statline, 9 assists are good. 25 points, not bad. On 17 shots, still pretty good. So overall, they were both good, I thought, in this game. But B.I. hitting that big shot right in the face of Jason Tatum. Just pulled that ball back when he realized he wasn't going to be able to get to the rim. And just still, with a hand in his face, got that shot off and swished it, which was ultimately one of the dagger plays which sealed this win for New Orleans. Great to see him coming through in the clutch. While the stat line doesn't show it, he got that end result victory over Jason Tatum. You can say outplayed him just because of that. So we'll get into the super fun lineup for New Orleans coming up here in just a second. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that is promo code locked on for free money a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit over at bet online your online sportsbook experts today's episode of locked on pelicans is also brought to you by built bar we've been telling you about built bar the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now built bar is the low calorie low sugar high protein high in fiber amazing tasting protein bar covered in 100 real chocolate on every single bar now it's time to find out which built bar is the best tasting it's built bar madness the matchup today we're getting into the final four with all this cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk Look, you don't go wrong with cookies, right? Uh, both of these are delicious. I like cookie dough chunk a little bit more. It's just got a little bit of a better texture, but I have also ordered the cookies and cream before. They're delicious. You're not going to go wrong ever either way, but cookie dough chunk, I mean, it's cookie dough. It doesn't really get any better than that necessarily. There's other flavors that are going to win this, but cookie dough chunk is excellent. I actually just got my churro puff bars and they are absolutely delicious as well. So if you want to give Built Bar a try and you should, Use the promo code LOCK15 over at BuiltBar.com to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. So wrapping up today's show, I want to take a look at a lineup that had a big impact in this game, but is also done pretty well recently. It's limited minutes, but the early returns are good. So the whole caveat of small sample size kind of being maybe a little bit out of whack and skewing some of this, and this can change on a night-to-night basis. And we'll see how it changes after last night's game. I don't have the numbers into the lineup data just yet. So I'm going to be curious to see that as well. But overall, the early returns are very good for this lineup. And the lineup is kind of that mix of the bench unit and Zion Williamson and maybe a starter in Nikhil Alexander-Walker. So it's Nikhil, Kyra Lewis Jr., and Josh Hart alongside Zion Williamson and Jackson Hayes. Going into last night's game, it's played in nine games this year with a total of 53 minutes. Literally, like I said, very very small sample size here. It's got an offensive rating of 109.6, a defensive rating of 93. That is excellent. That's a net rating of 16.7. NBA champions net rating is usually in the six range. So to see this at that point is pretty damn good. They also 
Well, we'll get into that in a second. So what's what's working with this lineup? And, and one, why is it so fun to watch? It's fun to watch because you just got a bunch of dudes who try really freaking hard out there on the court, right? Just filled with energy, led by Zion Williamson. You've got Nikhil, who brings a lot. You have Kyra, who's just blindingly fast, tries really hard. You get that toughness in and rebounding in Josh Hart. And you get a lot of that, too, in Jackson Hayes. It's just... An, an energy-filled lineup, right? It's like Sonic, got to go fast kind of thing to a, to a degree. That's kind of what it makes me feel like. They just want to move. There's a lot of kinetic energy there and like bouncing off the walls, all of that. It's got rebounding. It's got shooting. It's got speed. And right now it's got defense too, really, when you look at it. there. Uh, and when you look at them kind of compared to other teams so far this year, the it's good. The offense isn't too exciting the 109 would put him right around the middle of the pack in the league the defensive rating would obviously lead the league and this is where small sample size comes into play the best defensive rating in the league is the lakers 105.8 this is 93 there's a huge difference there and that is not going to be a sustainable thing but because you're playing this against opponents benches you torch them and you torch the Boston Celtics with this lineup in this game. Look at the individual plus minus, and we'll, we'll check back in on this tomorrow when I can get the lineup data. But Kyra Lewis Jr., plus 13 off the bench. Jackson Hayes, plus 15 off the bench. Their minutes basically mirror each other. They basically played 18 minutes and a couple of seconds after that. Josh Hart was a plus eight. He played 31 minutes in this game, though, in a mix of playing with the starters in the bench unit. And then Nikhil played 34 minutes in this one, plus 17. And then Zion was Zion. So these guys are playing together, and you can kind of see it reflected in the box scoring in those runs that the Pelicans were going on. And it really had to do with this bench unit just outplaying the Celtics bench unit. I don't know if this is a team, a lineup that you can throw against the starters, but look, you've got rebounding. They this team grabs 31% of all available offensive rebounds. It's really good. They're a strong, strong defensive rebounding to, uh, lineup as well. They have a defensive rebounding percentage of 75.8%. That would put them at fourth best in the league. It's really good. They also play incredibly, incredibly fast. They would have the second fastest pace in the league. So they're getting up and down the court and running. And though this Pelicans team is slower this year, this kind of shows there's some times when they can really get out and run and it really, really works. And it's with this unit against backups and bench players that just have no way to kind of contain some of the guys that you have here. It's a lineup that's working right now. They're not shooting the best. And I think that has to do with them not really converting those three-point looks. But those three-point looks are open. And maybe with time, those will start to fall. But it is an effective lineup right now. I'm going to be curious to see the data from this Boston Celtics game. I'm going to be really excited to see this lineup going forward. Because as we said earlier in the year when the bench was pretty bad, you know, you don't look for your bench to give you a big advantage. You just hope they don't lose ground if you're a good team against the opponent. Your starters are there who's supposed to do the majority of the work. But if you can find a bit of a mixed unit like this one is that blitzes teams and scores well and gives you an advantage, that's that's huge. You just want your start your, your backups not to completely fail and get blown out and just keep the game close. Hold the line. Stay neutral. But if you can get something that's working and, and blitzing teams and doing work, that's a 
big, big weapon. And I'm curious to see as we get more of the season and more data, larger sample size on this lineup, if that can be a thing. But on paper, it's working. Rebounding's there. Scoring's there. Defense is there. The energy is there. They pass the ball insanely well. On In this lineup, they assist on about 75% of every possession they have that they score on. They play fast. Now, if they can just get the shooting a little bit better and convert some of those three-point looks. And look, Josh Hart's streaky. Nikhil's streaky. Kyra Lewis Jr. has been streaky. If they can be a little bit more consistent with that three-point shot, this lineup has potential to really run some bench squads out of the arenas. And I'm really looking forward to that because the starters we've seen can be good enough for New Orleans. Now, if you add some more depth to them and find a lineup that has some magic inside of it, yeah, that should scare the league more as New Orleans looks to try and peak and get back into the playoff picture. All right, good win for New Orleans over the Boston Celtics. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.